0: James rough what productivity software do you
1: use? Um, your to-do list. You get into work. I mean, for you, it's. I guess you wake up. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, I'm always grinding. So the, from the moment I wake up, I'm I'm working. Yeah. What time do you wake up this morning? Uh, I woke up at twenty to six, four forty-five. Uh huh. But
0: you were playing golf. That's right. But you wake up, you sit down at your WeWork or wherever you are. Maybe your, your WFH. What's your to-do list? Um, what's it on what the
1: platform i don't actually want to know what's on it yeah i use things things yeah i use things never heard of it it's its own like to-do list i've used it for like years mm. and it's, to, at this point it's actually not as good as anything prob- as probably, notes probably probably yeah like it, i would imagine there are a lot of things that are better than it but i still use it just like through momentum what, what do you use i use click up personally oh yes and everything app I mean, I
0: also, I've used AnyDo. I've got the good old pen and paper on my desk as well. And These all
1: sound like gambling apps, you know? These all sound like something that you'd like lose your livelihood on. Yeah, some would say that we all are, you know?
0: <laughs> Productivity apps this was like a pre most recent blockchain thing. I feel like productivity apps was the
1: hot thing. Yeah. There was definitely a period where there were a shitload of like new productivity apps, like covering every single possible facet of your work day. Plus every sort of industry you could be working in all sorts of plugins software, like SaaS, software as a service platforms. Mm. And it's still an ongoing thing. Like, you know, of course, if you want like, if you are a smart guy, who's like a, engineer or a founder or prospective founder, unless you're someone who's inventing something that's going to change the world, your best bet is to get into some sort of like workplace or productivity SaaS business. Mm. Something that can just like carve off a little bit of value from what people are doing in like their work every day or something. And what is a productivity app? Productivity app. To define it? Explain it. Because there might be some listeners out there who are just like, what the fuck are you talking about? Right? The stuff that you use at work. So it can range from everything from like your Google Docs or your like office software to your like and spreadsheets and whatnot to your to-do lists to your your calendar software your like your various organizational things mm. the databases and sort of crms that you use customer management software it's basically everything that you use professionally more yeah. or less yeah and so
0: the big daddy of productivity apps who have been around obviously since way before the concept of productivity apps is Microsoft and Office. Yeah. But during like the pop-off, like during the boom of productivity apps, the big ones are like Asana as like a project management software. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I get ads for Mondays. Um, Yeah,
1: Monday. uh, All the time, for years. Yeah, yeah. my Instagram is like polluted with Monday ads, basically. It's just Monday, Monday, Monday. Get them constantly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And these are more kind of project management
0: softwares and everyone has their favorite and I'm sure your work, you, the listener, has their favorite. But the big daddy of them all is Microsoft. And I saw a chart. In fact, James, can you describe this chart to me?
1: Sure. So it, it's on LinkedIn. <laughs> so you've, you've literally handed me your phone with LinkedIn pulled up. Your phone's got 22% battery, so you're running low. So I'm just giving you sort of a context of what I'm looking at. But anyway, it's a, it's a chart, Microsoft Teams versus Slack. As many would, you would know, Microsoft Teams, um, that's sort of like the... Workplace communication software that integrates a huge amount of like the Microsoft suite. A lot of workplaces use it now versus Slack. Obviously, Slack was, you said Asana, but like Slack is kind of like- Yeah, true. One yeah. Of the, that was like the turbocharged one. That was the one where people were like, this is productivity and workplace software that I love to use. Yes, right? you're right. Asana is more like, as people joke,
0: at any workplace I've seen it introduced you need a bloody degree to understand how this thing works whereas Slack was yeah the fun one that everyone loved yeah, Your everyone, employees
1: loved it had a bit of personality to it mm, you know it changed, you know it replaced email it changed, changed the way people did it anyway so so this chart it's got a real shallow line of, of growth for um Slack you know starting linear almost basically linear start starting from 0 in 2014 up to 2020 just past just up to past 10 10 million daily active users and then there's nothing from Microsoft teams then come halfway through 2019 it rockets up mm. absolutely rockets up to the top and then they're up at like 75 million users. What am I supposed to take from that Ralph? what am I what am I learning? There's a million different productivity apps but Microsoft
0: owns them all. they win in the end the incumbent wins. It's a lesson that I know we harp on about. I've harped on about how at the end of the day, Apple TV and Amazon Prime are going to beat Netflix because they don't need to make all of their money off content. The same is true in this space. An app like Teams, which when you ask anyone who uses Teams, mostly, especially people who've used Slack are like, I hate Teams. But guess what? A, your CFO doesn't think it's horrible. And B... He's also a loser, but, you know, he's very wealthy. And sorry, I should extrapolate. If you're already using the Microsoft Office suite, Microsoft 365, for Outlook, you could be using Power BI, obviously Word, Excel, et cetera, et cetera. You get all those things. Teams doesn't cost any money on top of it. Teams is just part of the bundle nowadays. You get Teams straight away. So... Of course, your finance department would be like, "Why are we paying for
1: Slack?" The stuff shirts don't want you to do like fun emoji shit. Well, you Slack. can do all that on Teams now, you can, but it doesn't feel the same. Doesn't feel doesn't the same. Doesn't feel punk rock.
0: <laughs> and we could be doing the same functionality for free. Same thing with we use Jira here at Pool Fund, but for the most part, project management Microsoft Teams does that. It has, much like Slack, various forms for them. You can assign tasks, blah, 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 blah. None of it is as good as these other products. But if you're in finance or IT and you're managing a bunch of different subscriptions, do you buy 10 different products? One for your chat app, one for your project management, another for your documents, using Google documents or whatever, some kind of drive-based software, some kind of database software, some kind of data visualization, or you're already paying for the Microsoft suite. Do you just keep going with that?
1: Yeah, yeah. The, the incumbency sort of home ground advantage thesis, I think, makes a lot of sense. and plays out all the time in software. Um, the big example that comes up a lot, it's not quite the same thing, but for people who are big Apple heads, there's like a, a word that they say, uh, Sherlocking. And it's basically what happens when Apple looks at like a really successful app or like class of apps that's doing re- really well in the Apple store. And it um, basically replicates the functionality within the operating system. So, the Sherlock used to be an app that was sort of a plugin that made search better on Macs. And Apple basically cloned all of its basic functionality, integrated into the operating system, called it Spotlight. Or, well, Spotlight's the name of the Apple search anyway, and completely destroyed Sherlock. Didn't need to exist anymore. Does the same thing, you know, panoramic photos, pano photos, yeah. which are cringe now. Mm. Pano photos. Cringe! Don't yeah. ever post them. Cringe the base spectrum officially. Yeah. Cringe, cringe. Same thing. There used to be like a shitload of apps on the App Store that were doing panorama photography, and then they Apple just went and took it and put it into the the phone. Same with the reading list. There used to be heaps of apps that did that, like Insta Paper, which still kick around. But mm. Apple took it, put it into Safari. Same deal. When you have the scale. You know, And you can make things frictionless mm. and make it so people don't need well, to Well, go- I mean, Apple are doing it with buy now, pay later, right? Yeah, totally. Same deal. They're, same approach. They're putting it into Apple Pay. You don't need to sign up for Afterpay or whatever. It's all there. It's and all- as a merchant, it's cheaper because
0: Apple aren't trying to make the same margins as after pay. Because they're making all
1: their money from, you know, and they're funding their Buy Now Pay later just through like cash on hand. Mm. They're not financing it, which is insane. But anyway. <laughs> um, But yeah, no, so there's like a home ground advantage there. And you see the same thing playing out with um, Teams and Zoom as well, right? Yeah, Zoom is the big one. So, the big winner during COVID. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is another thing like, productivity apps, broadly construed, workplace apps, had like a massive surge during COVID. Mm. And ones that already existed, like Teams, needed to get better. Yeah. And one of the things that made these apps a lot better is that all, all of a sudden, a huge chunk of the world's like white collar workforce were actually working from home. Mm and they needed good software to support it. So all of a sudden, all these apps poured in. I don't know if anyone has used um, Loom. Yeah. It lets you sort of record stuff that you're doing on your screen, then put like your disembodied head floating over it, explaining what you're doing. And it's just like asynchronous communication that you can do yeah. within an organization explaining how to do shit. You can click through a, like a PowerPoint presentation, but it's also got your floating head in the corner,
0: like talking through it. So you can do your presentations yeah. and it feels really present.
1: Yeah. One of those things where like no one would really, there would, wouldn't have been a huge demand for that before the pandemic, but because of COVID, all of a sudden it was all there. Zoom went from being like a company that, you know, had good tech, was used, To all of a sudden being like one of the most valuable companies in the world. Yeah, one of the most valuable, and one one that like catapulted to something that was like a household name for like everyone. Oh, literally, they did the Band Aid thing where or Xerox, Xerox, or like they became like a verb. Yeah, which, as you might recall, Skype was that at one point. Yeah, at one point, completely dropped and they completely blew their lead, and Microsoft acquired them. And like fucked it up. Didn't didn't do anything with it. Well, they would That's a whole other conversation. But they treated it as like an extension of the telephone.
0: Right. Remember, yeah. at a certain point, you had to buy credits. Yeah, and- that was absolutely
1: insane. I have no <laughs> idea what they were thinking there. Uh, yeah, they turned into this like VoIP sort of platform. Yeah. When in reality, like you know, they could have absolutely owned the video call space. Yeah. But they didn't do it, uh, and now all that's being rolled into Teams now.
0: Yeah, and now Zoom is obviously in the toilet because finally. Microsoft and to a lesser extent Google yeah. have got their act together because Teams is. I know people hate it. I know if you're out there and you're thinking like, oh, I hate Teams. I hate, like Teams is actually pretty good. Teams is pretty good. It's got everything it's in one place. As as an employee, I say I'm not an employee, but like, uh, <laughs> I would never do that. I, no, I've, I'll I'll be employed
1: again. That's a huge vote of
0: confidence in your businesses. <laughs> businesses come, businesses go. Sure. You know, but
1: who knows what the future? The leaves will turn and new season <laughs> begins.
0: Yeah, I get it. I get it. I'm speaking as an employee here, all right? right. Okay. <laughs> as an employee, as one who was once an employee, the dream for me as an employee, okay, maybe I'm speaking as a business owner, but is that I wake up, kiss the kids goodbye, <laughs> have a coffee with my wife in the backyard, pour over the paper, mm-hmm. but then I log into one app. Yep. I open the laptop or the glasses maybe, the AR glasses, okay. but point being I log into one app. My tasks are in there. My chat's in there. My video meetings, everything is in there. I think that's actually quite attractive. And I think Teams goes a long way to actually getting there. And yes, they're just stealing other people's ideas and like integrating it in one app. But from a user perspective
1: and from an enterprise perspective. You do sound like an employer. You're like, in my dream as an employee, I would use Microsoft Teams. I would never form a union. I would never form a union (laughs) because I believe in flexibility. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I actually think that... No, 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 exactly. Like, we got to this really untenable position, which I think a lot of, especially, like, smaller businesses go through now. Obviously, like, if you work for, I don't know, McKinsey, I don't know why I came up with that, but anyway. You, you work for a large firm, you most likely are going to be on Teams or Microsoft Office Suite or the mm. G Suite or something. Mm. And you- But the G Suite's shitter. Oh, it's, it's definitely shitter, but, you know, a lot of companies use it. Yeah, You're probably in that situation. You have an IT that's been like, all right, we use this. Mm. And you've got to ask them permission to install stuff and they say, fuck off. Mm. But especially like smaller like startups and especially if you're kind of like tech adjacent in the startup world, you will have accumulated so many different bits of productivity software, Mm. so many different workplace apps, purely because the people you work with are probably really plugged into it. And the moment something cool pops up, they're like, oh, we should use this. This looks amazing. Yeah, here's a better it looks, it way to do it. It looks great. It looks frictionless. Yeah. Love it. Then Your this- employees
0: will love it when they ask for leave or yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, when they submit complaints against other employees for sexual assault
1: or whatever. it's yeah, like Use this cool app. <laughs> um, yeah, totally. And now all of a sudden you've got like 20 things you've got to onboard people onto when they start. Which is another app. Which yeah, Well, <laughs> yeah, well you've got to have onboarding software. Yeah, yeah. and yep. then you've also got to have the diversity and inclusion software. That- you've got to have that. You, you need you need to have that, and obviously all these all, all these sort of companies have been sopping up investment over the past few years in a much nicer environment. I imagine that a lot of these sort of companies are probably not getting funded now, and you just get into this untenable position where like all of a sudden your business is reliant on twenty wildly different pieces of software, mm. which may interface, may not. You know, they may plug into. Well, there are businesses now. Of course, we get
0: cold emails for them all the time, being like, "Keep track of your SaaS." subscriptions yeah. and how much you're spending versus how many you're using. So you have like SaaS subscriptions in order to- To manage the rest of SaaS. Yeah, exactly. And obviously, as you say, part of the onboarding is
1: letting everyone know all of the different yeah. platforms that so they like, oh, we use. do payroll through here, but leave. Mm. We do through this other app, which is like cool and has emojis and whatever. Yeah, there's a natural like drive toward consolidating that. Companies like Microsoft, like Google. Again, Google- I think Google have dropped the bag massively. yeah. So here was
0: my experience at my last employer, which was, you know, quite a corporate environment. Uh-huh. So it was Microsoft, everything but Zoom as well. If I book a meeting with you, I set the room to the room. Mm-hmm. At the employee, all the rooms are named after various beaches, which uh-huh. is very nice. And a third party and with our mate, Mark Stefano to talk about down round, you know, are we are going to stand Amazon? Like, what are we doing? I walk into that room. It's an iPad sitting on the desk and a massive TV meeting with Mark Destefano at 8 o'clock. Join meeting. And I press join and Mark's up there on the screen. I don't have to do anything. You can't do any of that with Google. Yeah, It's like I've got the TV on the screen and I've got to log in to a Google account, like my own personal Google account to like join the meeting. I, and like the rooms are invited as people, but you can't. Yeah. no, it, It's a mess.
1: No, it does suck. Google had a great core product, which was Gmail. Yeah. Gmail absolutely, like, revolutionized email, basically. Yeah. Completely changed the landscape. Still remains the best free email that you can have, basically. Mm. Offered you a shit, shit tonne of storage. And then all these other services kind of, like, sprung up out of that. Yeah. All the G-Tool stuff. And it's all kind of built into Gmail still. Gmail is still, like, this weird core. And they've got, like, the calendar, like, bolted onto it. And then, like, the reminders bolted onto it. Well, the reminders and tasks, don't get me started. They're, They're useless. They're basically useless. They don't make any sense. They've gone through like five different variations of trying to like have a, a Zoom competitor. Like it was like it was like the Google video and then it was what hangouts. Hangouts. Now meet. Yeah.
0: But now Meet has been rolled into chat.
1: It's like their messaging apps on Android or whatever. They can never settle on something that is final. And you know, it works it works fine. To me it feels old fashioned compared
0: to the seamless experience of Zoom integrated. But Zoom is going to die, is my point, because at the end of the day, that
1: experience I was talking about with Zoom will be yeah. Teams. Well, the thing that made Zoom work during the pandemic was that they nailed like that frictionless onboarding. Mm. So you could send a link to someone to Zoom, even if they didn't, as long as they had like a baseline level of computer competence, which is sometimes a big ask, depending on who you work with. But they may not have had it on their computer. The installation process is like super quick takes like 10, 15 seconds or whatever. Then they're good to go. Then they don't need to make an account. They just need the link and you're in. Mm. Which when you were working in COVID and you had like that natural friction of dealing with all sorts of people in all sorts of like home environments and whatever, that was amazing. Um, That was great. There's still a bit of value in that, but they're trying to build like a product around it. So they have to because once again yeah. you can't just be a video conferencing because it, Microsoft, Google, exactly, et cetera can do it. Yeah, and you know Zoom, Zoom ties in pretty nicely to Google Calendar. I use that right now. Yeah, you know, I, it ties I have... in nicely to, to Outlook as well. That was again one of their key competitive advantages: is that it integrated quite. It's got, it's got a good plugin, but still, at the end of the day, if, if Microsoft sits down in front of you and goes, "Here's everything. It's mm. all tied together and it speaks to each other seamlessly. It's not sexy. It's not cool. We're Microsoft. We're not trying to be the cool kids in the block." We buckle our jeans. And then- we don't wear them low. Our caps on on front ways, but it works. <laughs> they are very like that, Microsoft. But they
0: they're good at what they do, as I said. And this is the other key advantage that Google have. Kids nowadays, kids nowadays, kids nowadays come out of school using Google because they have Chromebooks yeah, in the, the school. And The schools
1: are all fully integrated.
0: New South Wales schools are all Google. I'm pretty sure, right? Google Sheets, Docs, Google Drive. Because they're very generous with that kind of free tier, so you'd think that any friggin' business that is started by someone under the age of thirty would be, and a lot of them are. Use, of them, Google, use G Suite. Yeah. Use G Suite. Google Workspaces, as it's now called. Sorry, G, yeah. G Suite is dead. Would you believe? I apologize. Yeah, <laughs> but you need third-party apps to make it good, to make it work. Yeah. Like Google Chat is fine, nowhere near as good as Slack, nowhere near as good as Teams, and Dropbox. All these individual apps are better. But it is
1: untenable to have 20 apps.
0: Yeah. A different company with a different login for every other app.
1: Yeah. This is an underrated thing that we didn't mention in our episode last week as well. Um, when we talk about Meta, this is one of the things that they want is because Meta doesn't really have an in. They have their own Slack, What's it called? It's, it's called like Facebook Workplace or something. Mm. They have their own sort of like team communication thing. I guess some people use it. it seems completely insane.
0: Again, yeah. talking this time from a business owner perspective... <laughs> Do I want my
1: employees on Facebook more? <laughs> I don't know, maybe. <laughs> You're speaking as the cruel taskmaster where you want them just like emailing clients 24-7. I'm not hiring that many people who are hanging out on Facebook. Let's be perfect. Good, what, they're 55 years old, yeah, just yeah, <laughs> But this is another reason why they want Horizons to take off is because they don't actually have an into the professional world. And now because everyone, you know, remote work is huge and, you know, a lot of these apps do actually try to be exciting to use mm. slack was the big example the other one that like i use it in my current the stuff that i'm doing now which is um notion 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 is, is is kind of like one of the buzzy ones now and it's basically like it started off as kind of like a note-taking taking app but it, now it has turned into like this behemoth that can sort of do everything everything
0: app. i think it can do too much it's one of those apps that can, yeah there's too much freedom like try onboarding people onto notion yeah. And yeah, some people will love it, yep. the younger people who are willing to click around, onboard someone yep. who's over 40 onto Notion. No,
1: you, you, you'd never be able to it. requires too much. And it's even the way it's designed, like, it's so emoji heavy. Like, it really leans into, like, using emojis to make as, like, a header of a page. Mm. It's the sort of thing that if you were, like, someone who's been in the workforce for 30 years and someone put you in front of, like, a Notion database, you'd put the shotgun in your mouth. Like, <laughs> you'd put yourself out of commission. But, like... It also has that thing which I think is understated in terms of like productivity apps. There are two things that like a productivity app ultimately does. One, it makes you more productive. Mm, Supposedly. Makes you do your better. But number two, maybe even more important from like a sales perspective, it makes you feel more productive. Yes. (laughs) These are, I think, the things they have to balance. Notion is so good at that Mm. because if you sit down and you make yourself a nice Notion page Mm -hmm. that contains like charts, tables, Dashboards, yeah. You're pulling in data, from data here from, dynamically, and yeah. then from other parts of the whatever. And you sit down. I did. I did this. I said I spent a lot of a workday like building one, and you sit back and you're like, I'm going to be so fucking good at my job for the next six months or whatever. And then ultimately, you It withers and dies. It, it Withers and dies instantly because yeah. you need to find your own little idiosyncratic ways to work. Yeah, but like, a lot of them are like that.
0: Well, they all have to be everything again. It comes yeah. back to like with Dropbox, they had to start having collaborative documents. ClickUp is the app that we use for like non-tech people. And it says it's the everything app, all your apps in one place. And if it's all my apps in one place, why do you have an integration with Google Drive and Slack? But it has to, it has chat, it has documents in there that you can collaborate on, but it just does them really poorly. It has to have all those things because it can't just be another Kanban. It can't just be another to-do list. It has to be our potential is Office, but with emojis.
1: Yeah, totally. And the current generation of these, like, bit software really like that. They're really leaning to, like, this merging of kind of, like, work and play. Yeah. I think it comes from that acknowledgement that, like, the barrier between work and personal lives are a lot more blurred now. People, a lot of people work from home. Mm. So it's got to be kind of, like, funky and cool, which is kind of, you know, kind of skeezy in a way. But, you know, this is the sort of the sales funnel. They get the young cool people in the, some sort of organisation to be like, this is sick. It makes me feel productive. Mm. It clicks into other stuff I'm doing. It, design-wise, it feels more like Instagram than Microsoft Office. Well, I
0: mean, I have friends whose group chats uh on Slack. Yeah, no, likewise.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least have the dignity to do it in Discord or whatever, <laughs> which is like you know, Slack for gamers or whatever. <laughs> but it's also, yeah, and they go through it. Discord is its own kind of like productivity software now, mm. even though it was originally designed to be chat for gamers. Yeah. Like they literally built it so they could chat while they were playing League of Legends or whatever, yeah. And now, especially when you're talking about the crypto world and stuff, and a lot of these like new community-based software and technology projects, yeah, like I mean, they're all run out of Discords, and people they do work in Discords. Have you used Mid Journey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all it's all
0: operated through Discord. via Discord. Mid Journey being an image generation, one of those yeah. AI-driven image generation. The user interface is Discord. I mean, that's sick. When I first did that with Mid Journey. I wasn't that blown away by the AI art because, you know, I'd seen it a million times, but... The work the, the workflow is interesting. Using Discord as an interface and to explain like mid-journey, you sign up, they invite you to a channel, you type in your commands to a chat window, like, you know, it looks like Slack, looks like Gchat, looks like any other thing. It's a Discord channel. You type slash imagine... Your like bride. most people were saying like pixie woman <laughs> <laughs> beautiful with, woman yeah yeah <laughs> with cat ears yeah, yeah. 4k yeah. ultra realistic whatever you type that into that and then it, it generates the image inside that chat inside the Discord window in, in, yeah, yeah yeah inside that thread so you're also actually seeing other people creating their stuff as you're doing it that was actually kind of cool i was like this is very interesting making the UI community-based, like it's, yeah. it's communal UI. Kind of accidentally, because they were just trying to rush it out the door, and obviously they're just using the Discord API to, in order to like make that interface. But it actually gave
1: me a little bit of a wow technology moment. No, no, Discord, I, way ahead of the... like Slack could have been that, mm. and Slack have tried to do be a platform where lots of different things can plug into. If you use Slack at work, you probably have all sorts of integrations with all sorts of stuff. Mm. Where I am now, there's a bunch of outputs from all different... Other bits of software that we use, like comes to a channel in Slack, so you can yeah. all follow it in one place. Discord does that, but they also have a lot of stuff which kind of lets you run these sort of like big tech projects directly from in there and like get democratic input from other people in the community. And
0: well, yeah, in the AO one, someone else produces an artwork, I can create variations of that artwork. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. It's, like all, that, it's, that's it's cool. It, it's very smart, and, and that's how they're doing it. But that's just like a great example of that weird fusion of like work and play where it started Mm. off as just like somewhere to talk, but people actually kind of like run businesses out of it now. That's uh And again, WhatsApp, Facebook
0: dropping the bag. Like I can't believe how slowly WhatsApp has moved in with regards to bringing in new features. And I understand they have a massive user base and that makes it hard to go in this direction or that direction. And I assume this is purely a guess that... They're spending so much of their time with regards to like developer capacity on the back end and ensuring that the whole thing keeps running because it is just used by so many people. But from a feature perspective, the biggest features they've added is like stories. Could they not have pivoted into they're on everyone's phone? I've been in previous businesses where like WhatsApp was used more than teams, et cetera, even though we all had teams. But if you're in an event, it's like we're not using teams, we're using WhatsApp for the event. Yeah. Or and we have whatsapp channels that mirror the slack channels because we know
1: that if we're in real time we'd probably rather be on whatsapp but you know facebook yeah no, i mean like facebook can't really execute anything right like you know just same I, I i use whatsapp for nothing but i still have it because every now and again you have to use it for something be it professionally or whatever we've talked this is a class-based thing i have way more android using friends than you all right cool <laughs> all my friends use iMessage. i'm part of like the blue bubble elite or whatever <laughs> I mean, again, would you call WhatsApp like productivity? I don't know, but it is used to run like businesses, especially in the like, developing world. But they're still at that series that Discord was
0: where like Discord was a gaming app and realized, oh, people are using this for other things. So therefore we should open up our APIs and make it easier to use Discord for alternative
1: things, whereas yeah. WhatsApp is just like, oh. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> we'll forget that and we'll make that a little, you know, the Argos wank universe.
0: You've been listening to Downround. We always forget to say that. Downround is the name of the podcast. That's the
1: name of the podcast.
0: Subscribe to it if you haven't, if you just found this because you were searching for 60 minutes of rain noise on Spotify. (laughs) And also rate and review us. We love our reviews. We read them. We take the feedback on board.
1: What do you got for us? Um, We've got a review from someone named Jimesy. 10 out of 10 Wood podcast again. High praise. Very high praise. Uh, And then I don't really get the name. But any podcast that uses the phrase, get that bag king, deserves further research. Uh, just for the clarification, yeah. down round, what does that mean?
0: A down round, if you have a startup or a business that has raised capital, you've raised a million dollars at a valuation of $10 million post post money. Your, your valuation is $10 million. Next round, uh-oh, I'm not worth as
1: much. You've only raised $800,000.
0: At a right valuation of eight million. At eight million, so my valuation is less. It's two million dollars left. That's a less. down round. That's a down round. So it's when it's a round of raising capital at which you raise less than the time before. Down round. So it's a, yeah, it's a bit ironic, I suppose.
1: Yeah, it's a bit of an ironic because we consider this podcast quite good. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, leave your comments, ask questions via uh, your your reviews, and also follow us on Twitter at DownroundPod. Yeah, do that now. Right now.